0: turns out i booked my flight for the day before oh no and the game was that night no (laughs) so i'm like i need the next flight to dusseldorf like i need to get there
1: This is the Doopy Brothers Podcast presented by The Brotherly Game. Me, AJ, here with my co-host, Luke, and we have a special guest tonight, Mr. Jared Nicely. Um, Jared, thanks for coming on the podcast tonight. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. So the reason we have Jared on, and he reached out to us kindly to offer him his uh, content to us, he planned a trip and experienced kind of what every soccer fan's dream would be he planned himself a trip around europe to all these amazing games and so we really wanted to have him on to share his experiences and whether you union fan care or not i'm going to selfishly say i want to hear about all this so <laughs> we're excited to have jared on so there so thanks again jared for coming on and uh yeah tell us about how you came to be planning this trip like i mean this this whole thing was amazing tell us where it all
0: began yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of always been like a dream of mine to just like go travel and watch sports. Um, like I had like kind of like bucket list items just like here in the States. And like I enjoy watching European soccer as most soccer fans do. Um, and so it was kind of like a reach goal, as I would call it, be like, hey, like, you know, it'd be really cool one day. to Just like go watch them and visit them and see like experience this new environment. Um, but it was one of those things like this, this will never happen. Like, like it's going to cost too much money. Like I won't have the time to. And one day last year, I think it was like around the summertime. I was like, you know what? Why don't I just sit down and just like, look at it. Um, so I started looking into flights, looking at average costs of games, um, like Airbnb's around. And I was like, you know what? This is really feasible. Um, so I sat down with my parents, uh, one, one night and I was like, Hey, so this is something that I want to do. Um, do you think and I've looked at like kind of like finances of it? Is this something that you guys would be okay with me doing? Um, and so they agreed that you know, like if I like put myself on a budget, um, that they would be okay with me doing it. So I spent the next six to eight months um, saving, planning out every detail of my trip. Um, so it, it's kind of one of those things that like it just kind of all fell into place very quickly. Um, and I just went for it. Um, yeah, that's basically how it happened.
1: And so what's the whole thing? Were you going solo on this? Is this just all you or did you travel with somebody?
0: Yeah, no, it was, it was just me uh, going by myself. Um, I would have loved to travel with somebody, but it's kind of hard to find someone else who can take off a month from work um, or wants to go watch the same teams uh, that I wanna see because the whole purpose of the trip is so I can go visit my teams. Um, so it was a little intimidating um, doing that because, like, I have no one to fall back on because um, if something goes wrong, which it did, um, I and there's left there to panic and try and problem solve since there's a, I believe it's six six hour time difference. Um, so then, like, if I have a problem at nine o'clock in the morning my parents are going to be asleep and i can't get in touch with them um but yeah so it was just me flying solo dude that's that's sick and crazy and awesome um
1: so let's get into it tell us about your first experience first game getting out to europe and uh yeah start taking us through this journey
0: yeah so I will say my trip started off relatively slow because I was incredibly nervous so I flew from uh, Baltimore to Atlanta and then an overnight to Madrid so I got to Madrid um, very jet-lagged um, and then I think it was the two days in uh, is when I had my first game at the Bernabeu and I'll tell you what whether you're not whether or not you are a Madrid fan that stadium is absolutely immaculate and um, it's it just kind of just is like it's just there it's huge um the environment around it is um insane like i saw street performers um yeah it's like it's like that's what like if the like, game day like that's just one does is like if you're in madrid like that's just your life um but yeah, it was surreal. Um I actually was I was fortunate enough to be uh right above the Madristas. Um so it was very cool to like watch them um being a Sons of Ben member, um kind of seeing how other supporters groups do things. Um but yeah, it was really cool. Um got to see um uh, Madrid get the the win two one over Sevilla, um, with Casemiro getting both goals. Um but it's just an unreal environment. While I couldn't understand what was being said because I don't know Spanish all that well, um, like as far as chants or announcements, um, it was definitely a very cool place to start um, because that's where, um, it's my my second team in Europe, so that's like the second team that I get introduced to. Um, but yeah, it was a very uh, cool experience and yeah, definitely one that people should, should go to. And although they will say they are renovating it soon, so that'll be, Cool, they're adding a roof. Hmm. Yeah. And who, who did they play? <laughs> Sevilla. Sevilla. That's all right. That's all right.
1: Nice. Wow. So that's a that's, that's coming out of the gate pretty strong, going through Real Madrid. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, unreal. Um, all right. Yeah. So so, after so that, yeah. What, well, what next? was next?
0: Yeah. So then I flew um, to England um, for Manchester United um, which is where my fandom or like my original, like European fandom started. Um, I've never heard of them. Manchester United. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Manchester United. They're a very grassroots team. Um, big table. (laughs) Um, (laughs) nowadays anyway. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, so um, that's where, like, my European fans started because my high school soccer coach was a huge Manchester United fan, so that's, I, like, um, would watch, like, game film. That's how I became a Ronaldo fan. Um, yeah, so that's that was more, like, the glory days. Um, but that one, every stadium had, like, something unique about it. Um, United was a special for me because it was, like, the first team that I started following. Um, Old Trafford is just, like, one of the iconic stadiums um in europe um and the cool the whole thing for me is like i was in at an airbnb close enough that i could just walk to the stadium so i mean it was still maybe like a mile and a half walk but really wasn't that bad um but yeah just being able to like walk down and like as I get closer, like there's more and more people. Um, I had someone like call out to me, like, like in support of the team as I was walking by, it really caught me off guard, but it's like, it was cool to like be in an environment where one, I could understand what people were saying. And two, like we were all like there for like the same thing. Um, But yeah, it was very cool. Um, So this was actually one of the places that I had um, some luck. Um, I, um, so I I bought all my tickets on StubHub because I couldn't really get them anywhere else. So the day before, or SubHub like gives like a date that you would like, should have the tickets by that didn't happen for me. So the day came and, um, that I was supposed to get them and they didn't show up. So I contacted SubHub and I was like, Hey guys, so what's up with this? Um, I believe I was supposed to be, I forget what the, um, the stand is called, but it's the opposite side of the benches. Um, and I was supposed to be like second tier. So like kind of up there. um, so eventually, uh, like they said, check it back with us at like 10 a.m. tomorrow if you don't have them, um, so the day of the game. Um, and if not, we'll figure something out for you. So, so they want uh,
1: they want you to check in with them on the day of the game if you don't yes. have your tickets? That's, yes. You must have been
0: uh, freaking out. Like, I'd be freaking out at that point. I 100% was because I was like, if I miss this game, like that's kind of like takes away from like the whole point of the trip. Yeah, that's um, your team. Yeah. Yeah, um, But they, Subhub does have a pretty good guarantee that they're like – they'll if you paid for it like they'll get you there um so anyway so like i was actually like out to breakfast um while all this was happening um and so like all right so like like we'll we'll get you something new do you want to be like on the same side or do you want to go the other side and i kind of like looked at the stadium layout and i was like i was like how close would i be if i was on like the bench side because there's only one tier um on like the other side and they're like oh we don't know and i was like I was like, ah, I'll risk it. I was like, all right, I'll I'll switch to the other side. So like, they sent me the details of the tickets, and I'm like, supposed to meet up with this guy um, at the stadium instead of like get a ticket like to my phone. And I looked at it, and it said row three, and I was like, that and I was like, that can't be right. Um, and so like, I finally meet up with the guy at the stadium, and I was like, so are the seats like three rows from the field? And he's like, yep. And I was like, oh, what? <laughs> so yeah. So I was, and I was legitimately like right beside the away bench um this was against burnley um so i was about as close to the players that you can get um i actually got a really sick uh shot of um of the coach i'm blanking on his name ole, ole Solskjaer. Um, so like i got a really cool picture i posted on twitter like while i was on europe of him giving a thumbs up to the crowd um probably one of the coolest pictures i've ever taken um but yeah so in that sense, it was cool, but then they lost two 0 to Burnley, which sucked. Um, this was on, before, Florida, Florida. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. This was before Bruno Fernandez signed. Um, uh-huh. So yeah, it was a little, a little, a little rough. Um, and another cool thing I did in, Maj- uh, in Manchester, um, I got to go see the uh, uh, the Museum of Football, um, which was really cool. So I got to see um, the Hand of God jersey um, from Maradona. So that was really cool. I just saw like a lot of like historical jerseys and stuff. Um, really cool experience. If you ever get to go to Manchester and obviously I had fish and chips, had to. (laughs) Did they taste any different over there? uh, I've actually never had fish and chips. Um, so (laughs) couldn't tell you, (laughs) so you probably
1: can't anymore because they won't live up to those
0: standards. Yeah, it just won't be authentic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, and then I'll, probably the scariest moment of my trip um, was when I was leaving. Um, so each time, I f- like, I bought separate flights. So when I flew there, I flew from Madrid to London to Manchester, and then huh. Manchester to London to Dusseldorf in Germany. So, like, so that was – so that's four separate flights. Wow. Not – so like, just because – um, I don't. I don't think I looked into round trip flights for that, but like it just made more sense financially and time wise okay. yeah. to fly from London to Manchester and vice versa. So um, I like I checked in for my my flights, um, flew from Manchester to London, go to check in um, to fly to Germany, and it won't let me. And I'm like, well, that's weird. Uh, and so I'll go up to the desk. I'm like, am I doing? Am I doing something wrong? And they're like oh it says your gate is closed and i was like that's not possible because my <laughs> flight's not until noon turns out i booked my flight for the day before oh no and the game was that night no <laughs> so i'm like i need the next flight to dusseldorf like i need to get there <laughs> um so um and uh, and, I'm, and i'm staying in dortmund um so i had to get, take the train from dusseldorf to dortmund as well and I'm like, I'm panicking. I'm calling my parents. I'm like, guys, I don't know what to do. I'm freaking out because um, they don't book flights like there. Like, I have to call someplace. Um, so I, had, I did that. Dropped another two hundred dollars on a ticket. Um, flew to Dusseldorf. Took the train. And when I say that I like was racing around that city, like I like, <laughs> you have no idea. Like I, I literally could have walked from um when i got off the train and then i got from the train to the subway i could have walked from the subway to the airbnb but because i was so panicked i jumped in a taxi so i spent like 15 <laughs> 15 euros on that to just go around the corner oh <laughs> man um and then so that's the only game that i missed something for because then i had to take the taxi from the airbnb to the stadium um so i was Running up, so I, I missed out on singing You'll Never Walk Alone, which I was really bummed out on because, like, um, this you know, seeing the yellow wall, um, in all its glory. Um, well, actually, I thought I originally thought my tickets were in the yellow wall, which I was completely stoked for, um, but then realized it wasn't. Um, but anyway, so I'm running up to the stadium and I hear the crowd erupt, and I'm like, What just happened? Oh. my watch goes off, Dortmund scored in the second minute of the game. Wow that was like I was like oh, are you kidding me? um so I, I run up um, I go in then realize that I'm not in the yellow wall um but and I'll tell you what that stadium again like like I feel like I am really fortunate with the stadiums that I went to but like that stadium is absolutely immaculate like the fans there are insane um yeah so like they don't actually have assigned seats. Um, at least where I was, I don't like, I know the yellow wall doesn't, but I think that the section I was on like literally opposite the yellow wall and I'm pretty sure it's standing room only. Hmm. Um, but cause like people would like leave to go get beer and then like people would like shuffle around and it was just like, it was a whole thing. Um, wow. that game, was, yeah, that game was against FC colm Um, so I was fortunate enough that Dortmund scored four more goals. <laughs> <laughs> that, helps, um, that helps. Yeah yeah um I got to see erling Holland's home debut um, wow nice geez. what a cool so, cool experience that is yeah so I believe it was the game after his original debut where he scored a hat-trick okay um, right. did he have, like do you have two goals yes he scored two goals um it was uh, I believe his second goal was when he rounded the keeper and like had to go like end line and like shoot from a like a ridiculous angle mm-hmm. um but that like he's such an unreal player to watch live like an unreal young talent and just like hearing the fans like uh, like welcome him to the club was such a cool experience and it's like I feel like it's kind of like a -a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity and just like and actually that game I was supposed to go to the game the next game after it against um uh, uh who's the other team from Munich not Munich um Union Berlin Okay. Uh, they're they supposed to play union Berlin and it got moved up. And so the only game I could go to, even though I was in Germany for a week was the game that I, uh, the, the day that I was landing. So very, very cool opportunity. Um, also got to go to the, um, the national football museum there. Um, saw the, saw their world cup trophies, saw the, um, the, uh, the boot that Mario Götze scored the winning goal in 2014. Mm-hmm um very cool. Very cool. yeah that was that was really cool i mean obviously it was like in a glass so i couldn't get all that close to it but it was yeah very very cool city um in dortmund uh got to walk around check out some local shops eat some food but yeah very it, it was stressful at the beginning
1: but um so did you stay in dortmund the entire time you were in germany
0: yeah so i didn't really do a whole lot like throughout the whole trip i didn't do a whole lot of moving around which i some like some people would think like oh yeah like, i missed out and you're probably right i did um but for me like being by myself um i just more we kind of wanted to explore the areas that i was staying in and i felt like if i were to um travel elsewhere like it's more likely that something will go wrong um, <laughs> yeah, and i'm I also that, yeah yeah and also being from Lancaster and not even Philly um I like I'm not as used to public transportation so going to Europe was like the first time that like I'm like figuring out train systems and like and also they're being announced in languages that I don't understand (laughs) um and like I didn't I didn't I was stressed enough going from um where I was staying in Dortmund to like downtown Dortmund To go to the museum. Like I was like, I don't like I was like I was telling my parents, I was like, I'm scared to go do this. Um, but I mean it all worked out. Um I still I still think I saw like a lot of really cool things.
1: Oh yeah. Uh, I mean
0: yeah, so me and Luke, we
1: we try to do a road trip once a year. Uh but like we're both kind of anxiety ridden, so we're terrible with all this like public transportation. We end up mm -hmm. walking 20 miles a weekend just because we're like well yeah, yeah we, can, we can walk to the other side of the city it's just easier that way rather than trying to figure something out so we're both just like holy smokes how in the world did you manage this so yeah yeah everything you're doing is like so mind blowing because we're going to cities in America and we're like so we gotta get from one side of Boston to the other yeah we can walk <laughs> I'm not try to train yeah we're trying to manage so, one we'll city say, for one American city for a weekend. You're doing all of Europe for this, this whole trip and you're killing it. So yeah. Impressive. I
0: will, I will say I did try and do, like I was trying to walk as much as I can. Like when I was in, in Manchester, like there was a day I literally walked probably like five miles, just like going around. Like, um, I think I had to walk like two miles to, um, visit a Nike store. Um, and then like, it ended up being like another two miles back to my, to my Airbnb. And so like, and I was, I was, a, a track runner in high school and a cross country and track runner in college. so it's like, I can kind of get away with it. Um, but I was definitely like wanting to stay away from public transportation as much as possible. Uh, <laughs> just cause it's stressful. Yeah. Understood. But yeah, yeah. Um, so then after I was in, in Dortmund for a week, um, and then I flew to Italy, um, which was just amazing. Um, so, and I will say, like, I I was in and out of Europe before this all happened, before all the oh, yeah, yeah. virus stuff happened. Um, it was, so I remember, well, I'll get to that when I leave, but um, yeah, so I flew, I had took the train again from Dortmund to Dusseldorf and then flew from Dusseldorf uh, to Milan. Um, so, yeah, it was very cool because I got to see the Alps, which mm-hmm. is unbelievable from the air i'm sure it's quite it's way better from the ground i didn't get like never really got like a good view of it from the ground level um but once i made it to milan then i had to take the train station or take the train to uh turin uh so i'll tell you what that was the biggest train station i've ever seen and i felt like i was getting ready to take the train to hogwarts <laughs> <laughs> like it was there was people everywhere and like just like the. um the architecture and the trains i'm just like i'm like i'm straight up going to hogwarts (laughs) um but so i eventually got on the train i ended up finding um some guys um some english guys um who were going skiing um so i stood around and talked football with them um and then eventually i think it was pretty pretty late by the time that i got to to turin um got to my airbnb and let me tell you, these people were the friendliest people I've ever met. Um they they struggled a little bit speaking English, um, but they did all right, better than they um than they let on. Um, it was a husband and wife. And I didn't know this, but they were restaurant owners. So I show up and like we're trying to like get everything figured out. And like once we do, I was like, all right, like I need to go get some food. And they're like, Oh, are you hungry? And I was like, Yeah, and they're like, Oh, let me cook for you. I was like what? <laughs> so wow. i had authentic italian pasta my first night in italy wow. um like it wasn't anything crazy it was just like noodles like like some buttered noodles or like, like some cheese on it but like it, it hit the spot after a long day of traveling um it was it was really good um but yeah um So that was, um, so Turin was another city that I kind of spent some time, um, walking around and exploring, uh, later on that first night I I went out for a beer, uh, with, uh, one of my hosts and his friends. Um, and while I was there, um, they were like, um, they're like, oh, so are you going to go toward the stadium? And I was like, what? I can do that. And they're like, yeah, I was like, absolutely. I'm going to go do that. Um, and I found out later that I could have toured, um, uh, Old Trafford and the Bernabeu. And I was like, dang it. Whoa. Um, <laughs> so yeah. So I, one of the days I, I walked, um, to the Allianz. Um, and I did, they have like a really cool museum there. Um, a lot of club history, got to see all their trophies. Oh, speaking of trophies, I forgot to say, um, while I was at Old Trafford, um, I got to hoist, um, the premier league from when they won the treble. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, that was unreal. And I got a picture with the treble. Man, that's yeah. special. Anyway, I'll check. <laughs> there's so much, there's so much to remember from this trip. Um, but yeah, so, um, did that. Um, and I was, I wasn't sure what to expect from the tour. Um, like, I didn't know, like, where all we go? Like, we went up to, like, um, like the super expensive um, seats, um, like, where they have, like, a whole, like, restaurant, like, kind of, like, behind the seats. I guess you can go in and, like, get food, like, throughout the game or whatnot. Um, so we're up there. Like, we're up by, like, the, the press boxes. Um, and then we went down to the locker rooms. Um, I was about two feet from Ronaldo's locker. Whoa! Um, and like, I I took a video when I was in there, and I was like, I'm literally standing in a room of champions, yeah. and I like, I have like, there were no celebrities there, but I've never been so starstruck in my life. <laughs> um, like I was, I was like, Ronaldo has stood right where I'm standing.
1: Yeah, and... that's, that's a little crazy, man. That's a little crazy. Yeah. I don't know if we can keep you on the podcast. Actually, <laughs> this is a little holy <laughs> smokes.
0: <laughs> um and then we um got to walk out we didn't so when i say walk out on the field we didn't like actually touch the pitch um but we did the walk that they did and like so but i was in kind of like the um the coach's box um and i got to sit in the bench oh, that's so it. that was yeah that was a really cool experience um and then I think it was the next day was the game uh, which they played uh, Fiorentina, um, and I was fortunate enough again to be I think I was like five rows from the pitch. Jeez, man! Um, yeah, that one was my most expensive ticket, and I was like, I was like, listen, like Ronaldo's playing this game, like he's my favorite player, like if I'm gonna do this, like I gotta go big, like I can't like sit up high, like I like I need to be down there. Um, and I actually found like, um, after the game, um, when I was back with my host, we found myself on the broadcast. Nice. Oh, that's cool. So yeah, I, ma- I made it on Italian TV. Um, <laughs> but I believe that game was three nil. Um, Ronaldo scored two PKs. Um, he scored his 50th goal for the club since he arrived. So that was cool to see that milestone. Um, and one thing that was also cool for me, um, even though it was Fiorentina was, well, even just like across the board was like every place I went to see the traveling support. Um, and I was, I was right next to the Fiorentina fans. So I kind of like interacted them, the sons of Ben came out of me a little bit there. And like, I was like kind of like kind of mocking them, um, like when we scored. Um, but yeah, it's a very cool place to be. Um, again just like just taking it all in the fans it's unreal um and then i think the second the last day um i just like walked around the city went visited the my host restaurant um very good authentic um food um yeah like some some of the best food i've had um i, I got pizza one of my first nights there because how can you go to italy and not get pizza right yeah like like it was like a like a family-owned business and like it was like a like a um a fire uh, a wood stove oven like a big like stone oven it was it was
1: legit so was italy the uh the best food you had on the trip was that in italy uh
0: I don't know like I can't like I can't remember like a whole lot that I ate like I mean like as far as like authenticity it definitely was Mm -hmm. but like one of the meals that I'm like I most remember was actually in France like I had one of the best burgers of my life like Mm -hmm. I'm I'm talking it melted in my mouth (laughs) but it was uh, like across like I will say this I did not have a dish that I didn't like that's a good trip yes um and obviously while i was in italy and france i had to sample the wine of course because that's what they're known for um but yeah it was all around it's like food is like out of this world and i was like i don't want to come back to for the food alone <laughs> <laughs> i just want to oh, yeah. stay here but yeah so I, I can't remember how long i was in italy it was maybe like four or five days so it was a pretty quick turnaround um like most of my trip. Um but yeah, from there, um I flew from uh Turin to Paris, where I had a little bit of a layover. Um so I got to see um the PSG Stadium from the air. Um Thank which you. I mean I'm not um I know, it's a real <laughs> bummer. Um but yeah, so I only saw it from the air um, and it's not where I wanted to go anyway. So I then I then flew from Paris to uh, Nice, which is in the south of France. So if you ever get the chance to take that flight from Paris to Nice, it is one beautiful and two scary. Um, no. <laughs> um, so... Fla- like so nice is a coastal city um and the airport is basically in the ocean oh so um so i was just like i'm like looking out the window and like i recorded every um land off or take off and landing um and so like i'm just like looking and taking pictures you know you got you got the beach in the foreground you got the alps in the background i'm like this is like so cool and I'm just like looking out and it's like, well, there's ocean underneath us. We start going down. I'm like, there's still ocean underneath us. <laughs> Keep going down. I was like, okay, we're getting low. There's ocean underneath us. <laughs> and then just out of nowhere, it says like land. And I was like, okay. Like I knew we weren't going to crash, but it was like, it was, I, I remember I was like just gripping my seat. Just like, uh. oh, man. But yeah, uh, go to Nice. It is a beautiful, beautiful city. I I don't think I've ever taken so many pictures in one place in a short amount of time because I think I was only there. I was there for like three or four days. Uh, I was out walking about every single day. It was amazing, and it was early February, I think. Yes, early February, and it was still like sixty degrees. Wow. I like yeah super nice um and then so this was another situation where uh the game was the same day that i'm landing so i had to very quickly um get an uber from the airport to my airbnb uh and then quick change figure out where the train station was uh to go to monaco uh which is like a 30 minute train ride away um which isn't so monaco isn't actually technically in france so um, I wasn't sure how, if I had to jump through any hoops or like, if like need to check my passport or whatever. I right. didn't. Um, but so I had a little bit of trouble, um, figuring out like where I need to go, but I eventually found it. And I have never been so lucky. Um, so like I, like this whole situation is still so crazy to me. Um, I was like trying to, um, pay for my ticket Um, It was like, I couldn't read it. So I wasn't sure where I needed to go. And I turned and I happened to see um, this young man, like, I don't know. He's like in his teens uh, and he had a Monaco ticket in his hand. And I was like, I need your help. (laughs) Um, And so uh, for some reason, the machine wouldn't take my card. I don't know if it only takes French bank cards um, and it doesn't take cash either. So I eventually got someone to pay for my ticket and like, I like gave them euros. Um, uh, uh, The guy that was originally helping me with the Monaco ticket, he was like kind of like waiting for me, but also wanted to get to the game. So like I ended up following the other guy who was also going to Monaco. Um, We got off the train. I eventually got reconnected with the first guy that was helping me. So he like helped helped me get to the stadium um, and he was meeting up with someone else. So like we were like going to go in together. Um, but that didn't work out. So I, I just like, I just went in, we did exchange Snapchats though. Cause like I wanted his help getting back because I was very worried about getting back, um, to France since there is a last train that from, uh, Monaco to Nice. And I was like, I can't miss that because then I'm stranded here. Yeah. Really? Um, yeah. So I, I was like, even like when I was preparing for the trip, I was like, this is the part that I'm most worried about. Um, but yeah, so, um, watching the game. So they were playing against, uh, Andrews. Um, this, this stadium, like it's kind of cool. Cause it's like, um, I, I posted a picture on it. I didn't realize it until I posted it. Um, and someone commented, but the stadium kind of blends in to the rest of the arch- um, architecture around it. Like it just kind of fits into the neighborhood. Um, like, from an aerial perspective anyway, like the roof is the same. um, But yeah, it's really cool. Kind of like, um, like the soub, um, where it's right on the, um, right on the ocean. Well, I guess we're on the river, but it's just like right by a body of water. Um, so it was a little bit nostalgic for me. Um, but yeah, it was also the lowest attended game that I went to. Um, but I mean, Monaco, they aren't what they used to be. They don't have Mbappe anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it was still very cool. Um, I did get to see a one nothing win uh, there, which I was a little. That was the game that I thought that I was going to see a loss in. Um, but and I also got to see the crazy ultra side of Europe, um, kind of. So I was just kind of like looking on the stadium, like as I did in most games, and I like look over the supporter section, and I see a chair flying. Oh jeez! Someone had ripped a chair up from the stadium and like threw it down onto the track
1: all right uh, there you go son of ben there's, there's <laughs> right
0: there. that's the bar so i was i was like well i've done it i've officially experienced european football <laughs> um but yeah so it was it wasn't as exciting as some of the other games um because there wasn't like a huge there wasn't even like a huge um, home support section um but yeah um and i was actually fortunate enough while i was at the game, uh, the, the original, the guy from Nice who was going to the game, who helped me posted on his Snapchat. So I was able to figure out where he was sitting. Um, and well, cause like I messed him at, um, at halftime and I was like, Hey, like, do you want to meet up where, where you took my picture in front of the stadium? And he didn't respond. And I'm like, okay, like I need to like figure out where, like what you're doing. Um, also I was using Google translate cause he didn't speak a lick of French. <laughs> um, that was stressful um but anyway so like I was able to figure out where he was I walked over and I found him like met his his whole group that he was with um they were all super friendly like they were asking me about the NBA and stuff like that that was cool to talk to them about um but yeah so after the game like he was like I was like all right like I'm gonna like well like we'll help you get back um also fun fact they call soccer balls balloons Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. Well, cause like he, like he motioned for me to like, give me his, give me my, my phone, give him my phone. So he could like, like type in in, in French the, like why we were waiting and whatever he typed translated to balloons. And I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> but I was kind of like, yeah, okay. Um, and then like the keeper like started walking around and kicking like the balls into the stands. And I was like, Oh, okay. That makes more sense. Um, <laughs> anyway so we're we're leaving the stadium um and he like motions for my phone again and i was like okay here you go and he's like he's like we're gonna help you get home and i was like okay great like that's what we talked about i'm gonna take the train we'll figure it out he and his dad ended up driving me home (laughs) so yes um so like i guess his his dad had um like had driven to the game um And like, I, like, I didn't understand, like, I thought that's what was happening when we weren't walking towards the, the train station, but I just thought like, maybe there was like a train station closer that wasn't listed on the map when I was doing all my research. And then we walked into a car garage and I was like, Oh, so like, you're like taking me home. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so like super friendly people. I was, I was very fortunate. Like I didn't run into like any rude people. I had like, I even had people help me uh, like with the, the train and, um, in Madrid, someone swiped me in when my card wouldn't work, um, oh, so I could get out of the train station. Um, I was I was blown away, like overall, by how friendly people were in, in Europe, even when like I didn't speak the language. Um, but yeah, so like they literally drove me to the front door of my Airbnb. Um, but yeah, they were super friendly. Um, I'm I'm still connected with at least I'm pretty sure it's him. i um, connected with him on Twitter. Um, his mom like added me on instagram um and like i i thanked um thanked her for you know like raising her son the right way um and it's like and like again thanked her husband um i even offered to pay them for the ride and they and they refused um but yeah super super good people um and then from there on out like i just got um in, at least in france like i just got to walk around and just explore things um i went on i don't know maybe like a three to five mile walk up to what's called castle hill um and it's just kind of like this area that overlooks nice um the beach um really pretty like i like i did not think there was a place that could look that pretty in february um it's it was unreal um and that's and that's where i had uh the burger that i was telling you guys about the, yes. I'm pretty sure it's a barbecue burger I, I was like I I felt bad ordering burgers especially a barbecue burger cuz I was like <laughs> it's so american but it's just like I like I like I need some familiarity like every now and then right. but yeah very very oh I, ha- I had to get gelato. Oh yeah yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. They, I had a lot of gelato in Italy and France. Um so I I was definitely most disappointed to be leaving Nice and that like it was only like four days um because i just felt like i never felt like i ran out of things to do and i also just missed out on carnival mm. like like yeah a street that i was walking had like these grandstands set up like they were like they were ready for like concerts are oh, getting
1: ready like,
0: yeah and out like and my host told me like it was coming up like then like in the next week and i was like oh dang it <laughs> so that would have been, that been really cool to experience but um so then um Yeah. I was very sad to leave that place. Um, but then I got to fly to Amsterdam and Amsterdam was definitely my favorite place. Like just overall, not for the bad reasons. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, again, like it just felt like there was so much that I got to do, um, in Amsterdam. Um, so it's, it started off a little rough. Um, because uh, I flew in, I took a taxi, um, just cause like, again, like I wasn't f- completely sure about using public transportation, even though they prim- like, they do speak a lot of English. I was like, I'd rather just take a taxi and just, or an Uber, I guess. Um, a fun fact, a lot of countries in Europe don't use Uber. Oh, I sure. ran into that problem. Oh, wow. do they um, just
1: use Lyft or do they just have taxis? Just taxis. Oh, okay. Um, so, so app? like germany what so what app do they use
0: they don't they just like <laughs> you just <laughs> that's, hail a taxi that's, that's ridiculous um yeah i i found out that um in in germany that like the like it's the government who like really locks down on like i'm not letting uber um in because they want to like control um like that income i guess um but yeah anyway so um I was saying, so I wasn't saying in like center city Amsterdam, I was saying in North center. Um, so it's kind of like a little separate from everything, but it was, it's kind of nice to like have that kind of, especially since I've been traveling so much, nice to have have like a little bit of quiet. Um, but it was just a, a single guy, um, very friendly, um, helped me get groceries. Um, when he went out, um, but when I was when I was driving in or riding in, like the guy was like, "Yeah, there's a big storm coming in Sunday," and I was like, "Okay, yeah, like, like storms are normal." No, it was terrible. Um, like, <laughs> like you could not go anywhere on Sunday. Like I'm talking about torrential downpour, like gusts of wind up to like 40 miles an hour. Um, it was very loud and I, I literally just sat in bed and watched netflix all day that day um because you couldn't go anywhere um so like that next week is like the first time that i um like went out um outside of like going out to eat um they have obviously so there's a lot of water in amsterdam um so like i had to take a a ferry um which was a short walk um away from my maybe like a five minute walk um from my airbnb um walk to the ferry maybe like 15 20 minute ferry ride to center city and from there is the most is the easiest public transportation i have ever seen in my life they literally have a hub for it all so it's called um um, central station it has ferry it has bus it has train and it has the subway all in one spot um and i was like okay i think i can do this um but before i did any of that um i um i did a canal tour um which was very cool um got to see like a bunch of like different stuff um like in the little area i saw the smallest house in amsterdam hmm. um it's literally like like i can't even i have a picture of it but like i can't even i don't even know how to like describe it um for you guys but like so they in in Amsterdam, they tax how by how wide the house is. So, like most houses are deeper. Okay. Um, okay. So yeah, so like this house is like I, I'm. This is an audio podcast, so me making motions with my hands <laughs> doesn't do anything. <laughs> no, I see it. You um, <laughs> do it all the time. <laughs> um, but it was it just it was so small. Um, I I don't know how anyone. Can live like like that, um, <laughs> but yeah, it was very different different lifestyle. Um, but yeah, I can't even remember what all I did that day because like I felt I did like three or four things every day. Um, but I know I did things like I went to the Van Gogh Museum, um, which I wasn't originally planning on doing. I'm not a big art guy, but I was like, you know what? I'm here. It's historical. I got to do it. Um, so. Yeah, so that was very cool to see. I went to uh, Ripley's, believe it or not. Um, what else did I do? Uh, I, I did the, uh, the stadium tour at I-X. Um That was very cool, very easy train ride. Um, again, did the same thing, press box, uh, locker room, um, field, uh, bench. Um, but this time I actually got to sit in the lockers Oh uh, nice! So I actually sat in Sergio Dest's locker, fellow That's American. Awesome. Wow. Yeah, um, I was like, I was like, hey, this is so cool. Um, but yeah, so that that was like one of the, I think, the only tour that was in English, um, which was super nice. Like in Italy, I was kind of like, uh huh, yeah, I understand what you are saying. <laughs> um, but yes, um, again, that stadium is quite big um very, very cool they're also doing some renovations there to add more seats um but yeah so game day came around um and i it was against arca say walwick which i if you asked me to spell that i wouldn't be able to <laughs> what is that no no <laughs> yes. i know them they're good
1: yeah they're good yeah.
0: <laughs> you'd be wrong because they're not <laughs> um but yeah it's literally like r k c and then walwick a bunch of like what, what do you think walwick starts with? the what's the first letter if you had to guess it's gotta be a w yeah you're right <laughs> but then it has like two a's an l a j a k <laughs> And I like I don't even know. Like I, I when I saw that I was like I I don't I was like I know Feynord I know them. Yeah Um but yeah so that game was a, I believe uh two or three nothing. I can't remember. All I know is that uh Tadish scored a penalty. Um that's the biggest thing I remember. Um and also I had an experience that I would say most European uh soccer fans like in Europe don't get to experience I was actually in the away section which sounds weird yeah, um, okay. Okay. Um, but what they do so like as most people know the Eredivisie is not one of the premier leagues in Europe so they um, like they have like a big away section but they primarily use that for playing like Feyenoord or the other big team that's escaping my name right now um, or for Champions League or Europa okay, League.
1: Like, yeah, yeah, Ajax, Feyenoord.
0: Yeah. Well, I yeah, I, mean, I know Ajax. I'm just like the other. Um, okay, what's what's the other big team that's not Feyenoord? Is it PSV? That one, yes, PSV. Um, yeah. Um, so like they have like two sections to the away um away section. They have like the smaller one. Which they use primarily for like other visiting teams, and, and then they have like it's literally like two separate section where there's like glass, um, like there is in most um, away sections. But there's like a door that they can open, um, and they what they do is they open up the, the larger section so that more Ajax fans can go to games. Uh-oh. Oh. Um, so I had a very obstructed view um, yeah. because um, I was legi- legitimately right up against the glass um which was kind of frustrating because I had to like move my head back and forth like to try and see what the what play was happening right in front of the net right right yeah it's weird yeah um but um there I also got the chance to meet um another great group of people it was a <clears throat> excuse me a father, son and daughter um who they spoke English and I just assumed that they were dutch turns out they were canadian <laughs> i love that yeah. So, um, the daughter was actually doing grad school in Amsterdam and the father and son like just came to visit and they all went to an Ajax game. Um, and like, I felt really bad cause I was like kind of eavesdropping. Like the, the son was talking about, um, when Ajax lost to Spurs in the semifinal. Um, and he's like, he's like, yeah, I think they lost in like the quarterfinal. And I sat there just like, Nope. Nope, they didn't. Um, and, and the do- and the, the sister, like, looked at me, looked back, looked at me, looked back, she's like, I don't think that's right. <laughs> um, and that kind of, like, opened up, like, us talking. Um, yeah, very cool group of people. Um, the dad was a nut. Like, I thought he was drunk, um, but it turns out he was just talkative. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, they were just – it was super cool just, like – talk with them about like you know like her experience moving from kind of the same area they're from like western Canada so like not exactly the same area but just like same part of the um like western culture um mm-hmm. but yeah it was just very cool to like just talk sports with them in general um they're obviously big hockey fans um they told me to come visit them in Canada um so that'd be cool to do someday yeah. but yeah yeah um another thing that i got to do while i was there is i went to the heineken experience um so i got to tour the original um heineken brewery oh, that's pretty cool yeah they give, like um, samples they did um now i will say like i'm not a huge beer guy but like i was, like i had to try it um but like they took you like through the whole process like they don't actually make beer anymore there um but they had like this really cool just like um tour like lots of visuals like basically like we went into a um a, a room and you basically acted like you were a can of, or a bottle of heineken like you would go through like get bottled and all the stuff like that um oh, okay. <laughs> yeah it was really cool um and they had like they taught you how to like properly um enjoy um a, a heineken beer like they talked about like the smell the 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 look of it how it um sounded um if i'm I'm curious what do you guys think what would you say that heineken beer smells like
1: oh geez uh, <laughs> yeah. i think i i i have no idea i don't even know where to go with this one
0: luke <laughs> uh, yeah i i have no no guess <laughs> so they say that a good heineken smells like bananas Yeah, that is and not that, what
1: i was gonna guess i knew right what i was thinking i was gonna and, say and flowers or like, something
0: yeah like they said that and i was like okay um <laughs> I, I, i'm not smelling it but okay um but yeah um and then like at the end of the tour um it was like it was like, it was like a self-guided tour so, like they had people along the way that could like tell you about certain aspects but you could pretty much go at your own pace. Um, that since the Heineken is like the sponsor of the Champions League they had like a cool little area like that had some like Champions League stuff like you could play some video games. Um, you could hoist the Champions League trophy not quote unquote hoist up uh, like you like you hold in a picture it look like you're holding it. Um, but you could hoist the Champions League trophy. Um yeah, and then they had a really cool bar um like at the end of the tour um where they had like competitions to like um pour Heineken properly, um, which I did not partake in because I was like I wouldn't even know where to begin. <laughs> um but yeah, it was a really cool experience. Um it wasn't my favorite beer that I've had, but it was still like it's historical to the area. So I was like, you know what, like gotta give it at least a shot. Right. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's a very cool city. Um, one of those that I would definitely recommend people going to, um, there's so much to do. Like I definitely missed out on stuff that I did. Oh, like they have like soccer fields everywhere. Um, there was a turf field that was like a minute walk away from my Airbnb, less than a minute. Like I, like I walked out of my Airbnb, I look right. Hey, look, there's a soccer field. Um, and so like oh, right. i was like, to, to a school or something
1: or was it just kind of like a park with a field um
0: i mean there it looked like there may have been a school but like it was an area that like i also like walked through to get to the um to the ferry so like it wasn't it didn't seem like a school but it seemed like there could be school things happening there okay. um but like they also just have them just like at various parts of the city like it was like a Johann croix sponsored field oh that's sick uh, um, like they were saying um, like I like I, I played pickup with kids like different times like I even like went out and bought a soccer ball just so I could go have fun by myself and I'd have to rely, rely on other people being there um, but it wasn't that field um, but like a field close by that Delit actually visited um, so like like players at IS are like very active in the community especially the Dutch ones um, and just like go into these fields and like interacting with kids, and like DeLit is like f- like v- like very close to the area that I was in, so like he knows what these kids grew up like grew up with. Um, so that was very cool. But yeah, like the the kids loved that, and some of them they weren't like super young, um, but like they were definitely old enough to like be skillful and make me look like a fool. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was it was very cool to see um, how just like how welcoming people were yeah and i got to bike around a lot that was pretty fun oh yeah that's huge there i I accidentally went on a 12 mile bike ride (laughs) that's a big accident to make (laughs) that my legs were not used to it but it was a very cool experience got to see uh i i saw two of the classic windmills i believe i didn't go to i didn't go to like any of the farms because they were like they were, I think they were like twelve miles away, and that would have been like a twenty four out and back. And I was like, ah, eh, don't think that's for me. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. But um, so after after that, did you go to any other games? Was there another thought, or is that the end?
0: No, that was it. Um, that, that was, was the there, last yeah. one. Um, I, I would have loved to like, especially when I was in England, to like have like found like a lower tier team to like go to. Um but like I didn't put in like any kind of research, um, before that. Um, so it it would have been challenging. Um, I'm I'm sure I could have done it at like a few places. Um, but yeah, I pretty much just stuck to teams that that I've been following for years. Um, and to the, um, to the areas where I was staying. Um, but yeah, like if you don't have the financial or time capabilities of doing this kind of trip, I would definitely say like at least do one. Like go to one game because it's like it's amazing. Like like I'm not I'm not a Barcelona fan, but like I've heard so many good things about um Camp New. Um I like I had a friend who right at like when I was there also went to um went on a trip to Europe, um, well to Spain, um, and they went to a Barcelona game. Um it's if if you're a soccer fan like it's it's a must like you got you gotta go visit at some point it's it's an unreal experience and the people are friendlier than you think
1: all right so that brings me to my question you're kind of leading me into it um so if you could only go back to one or suggest for me to only go to one of those experiences which stadium or country would you tell me to go to as a philadelphia fan um
0: okay if as a philadelphia uni- oh man like is there a
1: team or a city that you related to more being from the pennsylvania area uh,
0: i don't like none of them really reminded me of pennsylvania and like i i want to say um so like all that pennsylvania dutch stuff is just bull crap <laughs> <laughs> Well, Dutch – I think in that case, Dutch is German. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, um, like, I I want to say Ajax because, like, it just – like, just because, like, the city, I guess, but, like, it's also very different. And, like, as far as, like, well-known to everything else, it's unknown. Like, no one really follows the Eredivisie if you're not from – um the netherlands but i feel like monaco is the most philadelphia team of them all because most of the teams that i follow um and this didn't happen intentionally are like top tier teams that usually finish in the top right right um but monaco is one of those teams that like every now and then they're good um and like they're like they're in monaco so they're not in france so like i guess that's kind of like you know like we play in chester so we're not in philly um and they're usually like mid table and every now and then they have like flashes of glory so like i would say that monaco is the um probably most philadelphia team but like it's, it's the comparison's so hard um but i, I like it's so hard because like everything's like has like something unique about it and like people were asking me like these questions like when I got back like oh what was your favorite I was like I don't know because they were all just so unique um but I think my favorite stadium was probably Signal Laduna um in Dortmund
1: nice yeah yeah, it's immaculate and so which which uh stadium team city had the craziest fans would it, would it be Dortmund or?
0: Yeah, it would All definitely that. be Dortmund. Okay. It would definitely be Dortmund. Um, Like, it was a little hard, like at least in Madrid, because like I was above the fans. so It was like, it wasn't like the sound wasn't traveling as uh, directly um... to me. Um, uh, United as a whole was probably one of the worst experiences. One, because they lost. Um, oh, yeah. No. That's um, tough measure yeah um monica's also down there because it was um it wasn't a very big crowd um but i was also shocked when i was in when i was was in amsterdam that like the goal celebrations weren't as like crazy as i thought it was kind of like yeah okay i was like i was like what like we're done cheering already like no goal song no like going nuts i was like okay well you know act um, like you've been there before i guess uh, well. yeah yeah so i would definitely say that that doorman had like the craziest fans because like i mean how can you compete with the yellow wall yeah yeah and that, that's that's kind of what i expected to hear Yeah. yeah. out of, all the, country, out
1: of all, the, all the countries you traveled to which ones have the nicest people as far as like welcoming an american uh, football fan
0: um Honestly, I would probably say it's a toss-up between Nice and Amsterdam, and, I'm, and i i apologize—I'm not giving you like fully straight answers on any of these. No, it's um, all good. no, but like Nice, because I was like I had help getting from A to B and B to A, mm-hmm. um, like, and what was anticipating what I was anticipating being a very stressful situation was made very easy, um, and like, I like. I remember on just like several occasions. Like I, like, I just like handed my phone to someone and said, Hey, can you take my picture? And like, I wasn't worried about my phone being run off with. Um, but yeah. And then in Amsterdam, like people were like super friendly. I mean, like the minute, like I roll up in Amsterdam gear, like I just look like I belong. Um, like I had someone like absolutely shocked to find out that I wasn't from Europe. Um, and they're like, or and and that i follow like a bunch of teams in europe they're like but like you're literally dressed head to toe in ix gear like <laughs> i was like yeah i know i can do that with all my teams <laughs> um yeah I'll, i will say though f f side um the ix supporter group is is pretty wild too nice yeah
1: that brings me to my my last question um <laughs> how much did you pack for this trip so you say you're you're dressing like head to toe or you're very easy to blend in with the other uh team crowds and stuff so like mm-hmm. you know me and Luke traveled to an away game we bring pretty much a backpack and jam two guys worth of stuff into
0: one carry-on backpack and it all has a logo on it <laughs> um so my my original plan was to take um a jersey scarf and hat um for every team and then I was like, you know what? It's going to be cold. I'm not going to take a hat from every for every team because I have, like, snapbacks. And that just, like, wouldn't help me in the cold. Um, so I ended up taking um, a jersey and a scarf for every team. I bought a couple of scarves while I was over there. I bought three match day scars. Nice. Um, nice. I know. Not all of them did. It and I was very disappointed in that. Um, but, yeah. So, and then I took a union hat um because it was blue and i can get away with some blue um and then i took a red hat because um you know united monaco and Ajax are all red right, right. um so i felt like i could do pretty well with that but um i took a pretty large suitcase um or do you mean like for the trip or like for games no yes yeah, for the for the trip, for the trip. like traveling yeah. around yeah so i i took a I would guess I would say like your normal size, like travel suitcase, like not like the small one that everyone has, like the normal, like I'm flying suitcase. Um, I took two pairs of shoes. I ended up wearing one because they were, uh, I don't know how familiar you guys are with Nike technology, but I used to work in Nike. So I know, um, but it's the shield shoes. So they do good with cold and rain. And what's Europe known for um, being cold and wet. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I was like, well, I was like, these shoes aren't unnecessary for the trip. Um, and I, they, they were black. So I was like, this fits in with a lot of colors. And like, I took a, a, a reddish pair. Cause I was like, this goes with the outfit, but it didn't end up wearing them. Um, but, and then I think I only took two pairs of jeans. Um, and a lot of shirts, two uh two hoodies. Um, yeah, like I like I wouldn't say I went crazy with it. Like I definitely wore I wore everything. Um I also took a backpack, I forgot about that, um, as my carry-on. Okay. Um, and like just in case, like I did like a day trip um or something and just like have a little more carrying space on me. But, um, I was, I'm recommendation for anyone who travels get yourself, um, a little, like, I don't even know what to call it. Like, I'm looking right at it and I don't know its name. But it's like a pouch that, like, goes around your neck that you put your wallet, your passport, and, like, spare change in. Cause, like, like no, well, I mean, yes, oh. but, like, it goes around <laughs> your neck. <laughs> it's like, it's like a pouch. Like, huh. I don't even know. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll hold it up for you guys like when we're done because it didn't really make sense for me to like hold it <laughs> up during this because no one can see it. Um, I can't, I can't, so. my technology sucks. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, it just like has everything in one place like around my neck and like with the clothing that I'm wearing it like conceals it um, so like that way I can't get pickpocketed because um, that'll happen. Um, yeah, but yeah i would i wouldn't say like i packed crazy like i i packed what i needed um because i didn't want to have more than i needed um and i also knew that i was gonna be buying some stuff so i think i bought six scarves Nice, Um, Nice. yeah i bought madrid dortmund um and manchester united for match day um and then i bought three ajax scars um because i only had the one it was pretty generic um I, I should have bought stuff in monaco because i only have the the jersey and the one scarf but like i wasn't thinking about that because i was trying to get to the game mm-hmm. um and then i bought a jersey um, um i bought holland's jersey because how could i not buy holland's jersey nice yeah um the, the player not the country oh yeah okay oh okay, okay. Oh, okay. Got holland's me. jersey um but yeah um definitely like a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity um i i hope someday to go back to nice spend more time there go back to amsterdam when it's warmer like I, I i'm sure that's that place is like absolutely come like springtime um, mm-hmm. oh another thing, I, another thing i did sorry to plug this real quick but i was i did the highest swing in europe um in amsterdam
1: like like a swing mean?
0: like you like at a park you swing well no it wasn't at a, it wasn't at a park like it was like so it was on top of amsterdam tower um so like you literally go up and like i wasn't sure what to expect so like i but i sat i sat down and all of a sudden it's like swinging me out and i was like oh like so oh, it's geez. like yeah so it's a mechanical swing um and like i'm like over like the canals like there's like water below me and i'm like oh my god <laughs> um, yeah, but, yeah, you in all, right? you're like safetyed up I, uh, um I wasn't buckled but I had like a thing over my lap. They give you a helmet or something. Like nope. <laughs>
1: oh,
0: But yeah, it was a very cool lookout over the city. So that was like t- if you ever go to Amsterdam, definitely check out Amsterdam Tower.
1: <laughs> oh that's funny. Man. Yeah. Well awesome man. Um Yeah, so I've been just kind of on the edge of my seat listening to this and yeah this is so enjoyable yeah i i I mean i like wish i had the funds and the abilities to take this trip because that just sounds so awesome and who knows like the next time someone will be able to experience a trip like this with the way the world is right now and everything going on so i feel like this whole this whole story is going to be a great uh kind of release and experience for people to be able to listen to and just kind of sit back and Remember that the world is great. So I yeah. just appreciate you taking the time to come on and tell us all about this. I've just, I can't believe it's been over an hour that we've been talking. I know. I feel like I have like so many questions where I'm like, shoot, we got to do another episode with this guy because <laughs> I've got so to talk about it. It's like I need to hear more. It's just, it's been awesome. So Jared, I just want to say thank you for coming on and sharing yeah. your story with us. It's good for the Doopy brothers. It's good for me personally. Good for all of our listeners. So we appreciate
0: you yeah thanks thanks for agreeing to it um i i just like i enjoyed listening to your podcast and i was like hey like i have a cool story to tell like i'll just put it out there um but i'd also say like like if you have a dream like this like just like like look into it because like it's not as expensive as you might think
1: nice yeah we, yeah, we, we appreciate you sharing that because it's yeah, It's so it's so cool to once in a lifetime kind of trip, and
0: it's cool to see you put in the work to to make it happen. Yeah, I'll, I'll share more of the financial details after post interview. <laughs> <laughs> right on, right on. Well, like, <laughs> you
1: guys, this is the Doopy Bros podcast again. Thanks, to Jared, for coming on. Um, Jared, you want to share where you can be found on Twitter mm-hmm. because people might want to look up your pictures and stuff and some details from your trip?
0: Yeah, um, so my. My Instagram and Twitter um, are both well. My my Twitter is uh, NISDOG, N I S D O G um, one eight, and then I believe my Instagram is just NISDOG, and I, again that's N I S D O G. Um, I will also say I I did put together a little video, well a little video. It's like an hour long um, exactly. of like all all the pictures um, and videos that I took. Um, so I'm currently working on uh, trying to upload that to YouTube, but I think that I need to get it onto a uh, Mac, which I don't have. Um, so hopefully I'll, I'll figure something out and that will get up so people can, can view and see more in detail what I did.
1: Awesome. Nice. Well, Jared, thanks so much. Um, uh, it's been the DP brothers podcast. We appreciate Jared coming on and sharing his story. Hopefully this has brought some light to your day as we, uh, don't have much to talk about with the union, but, we're lucky to have a friend like Jared to come on and talk about his experiences in the soccer world. So thanks Jared. And uh, I hope everyone enjoy,
0: enjoyed his, his story. Yeah. Happy, happy to tell it. And I'm be happy to tell more stories. All right.
1: Union gold. Goal.